This is episode 257 of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, it's Anita here. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know, If you're pregnant and want step-by-step guidance on how to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, how to prepare mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing, how to have your partner feel confident to support you during birth, and how to navigate a smoother postpartum recovery, my Bump to Birth Method online program is available for you to join. It's three programs in one, covering pregnancy, birth prep, and postpartum recovery, plus you get lifetime access to the program content and bonuses. Bump to Birth Method is my on-demand, self-paced online program where you can learn from the comfort of your own home through video and audio lessons on how to best connect to your pelvic floor and core in pregnancy beyond traditional Kegels, strategies to help common pregnancy pains and pelvic floor symptoms, my top strategies to prepare your mind, body, and pelvic floor for labor, how to best support you and your pelvic floor during pushing, key strategies for your partner to support you during labor, and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum. Bonuses include expert interviews, core and pelvic floor yoga class, three strength training workouts, hospital and home birth bag lists, meditation tracks for pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery. Whether you're preparing for your first or fifth birth, if you're ready to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, feel fully prepared mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum recovery, then head to the show notes or go to bumptobirthmethod.com to see what other expecting moms have said about bump to birth and to enroll today. Welcome back to the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. Today's episode is a replay of one of our most popular pregnancy episodes from this past year. Jess and I dive into what you can do for your core and pelvic floor in pregnancy, including three considerations that just aren't talked about enough. So check out today's episode and we would love for you to share this with one of your pregnant friends so they can learn this up-to-date info as well. And as always, send us a DM over on Instagram at Two Birth and Beyond podcast and let us know that you had a listen. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Two Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell and Anita Lambert. And today we're going to be chatting about what you can do for your core in pregnancy. I do find this comes up a lot with my prenatal physio clients and One of my new clients recently brought it up again and I wrote it down and I was like, this is going to be a good podcast episode because there is just so much information out there on 
still like what to do, but also like what not to do. And then people are just really confused about what is okay to do. Um, also diastasis, that whole kind of narrative around that, which a lot of the updated information is great, but there's still some information that isn't the most up-to-date when it comes to diastasis. So people are pretty fearful around anything to do with their core. So, and I know you come across this too, Jess, with, uh, with your clients. So I thought it'd be a good, good discussion to have, um, for our listeners. So one of the things I wanted to start with is to think about core exercises a bit differently, whether it's exercise class or videos or what you've been taught at some point, but we all get told about these traditional kind of quote unquote core exercises. So you may think of crunches and sit-ups and planks and like dead bug and b-sits and all these things. And none of them are bad. We're going to go over options. But I think what happens is people are like, okay, I can't do anything, like nothing to do with my core. So then they kind of don't think that their core can be involved with exercise. So what I wanted to start with, and if you've listened to the podcast for a while, or if you follow me and Jess, you know that we talk a lot about this deep core canister and connecting your pelvic floor with your diaphragm and your deep abdominal muscle transverse abdominis, but abdominals in general. And so what you can do is bring that, we call it like core breath, core canister breath, core connection breath. You can bring that into any type of exercise. And then technically you are connecting to your core in any, whether it's squats, lunges, bridges, like you can literally bring it into anything. But what Jess and I often will talk about is this kind of ebb and flow of the breath with your pelvic floor and deep core. So you're not thinking of necessarily bracing and holding these muscles constantly. There is the breath where you're inhaling to relax, exhaling to get engage type of, um, type of activation throughout exercise. So just for you to know, you can actually bring the core into like any type of exercise that you want to. We will get more on that in uh, the third tip I have, because you don't necessarily need to bring it into everything, but I just want to get across that you can actually bring your core type breathing with your pelvic floor and inner core into any movement. What do you find, Jess? Do you find that people come into your, your online coaching asking that as well? Yeah, they definitely do. And I feel like this is such an area of confusion still for people. I think it's just based on yeah what they've been taught, what they have heard from medical professionals, what Google blogs are saying to them. And I think that it's just so, is so relieving to have this type of information that working, you know, quote unquote, working your core in pregnancy is not just the specific exercises that you will do in your one, two, three workouts per week. And this becomes especially key if you are in a subsequent pregnancy and there are other kids at home, babies, toddlers, small kids, whatever it might be but just the physicality of that type of pregnancy compared to perhaps your first one in your daily life and your activities of daily life. It's yeah, it's such a game changer when you understand and know how to connect to your deep core when it's outside of workout time. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a good thing to bring up. And we've done so many episodes on different things around like lifting in pregnancy, 
other types of exercise, but I think that is a good thing to point out is that your core, you're never disconnected from your core. Your core works because you're moving around through the world. Um, but I think it's good to bring up that connecting to it in different ways. Daily life help with symptoms is really key. Now, the second thing I wanted to bring up is around if we do go to that kind of more traditional exercises people may be thinking of, um, crunches, sit-ups, and planks, none of them are bad, first of all, but I find crunches and sit-ups, they just get really awkward in pregnancy, right? Like as your belly grows, it's going to be hard to actually do them. Um, You may start again, seeing coning or doming, which a lot of people get terrified of um, because of diastasis. People wonder, did I ruin my abs? Did I ruin my core? And Again, going back to if you do see doming or coning, which is like along your midline, if you do a sit up or crunch type movement or getting out of the bathtub or getting out of bed, if you see that to know that your core is not damaged, it's just telling you that the pressure is going outwards into your abdomen. And this, because during pregnancy, your abs are stretching the linea alba, which is the connective tissue between your abs is stretching. It just has to, it's a brilliant design for us to be able to carry a baby. So just to know it's not, things aren't ruined. It's just giving you information. So that is a time that often, if you go back to tip number one, where you try to exhale and engage your core and you're still getting that domine or coning, let's modify things. Let's change things up. So you can still feel that deep connection um, in whatever exercise you're doing. So for me personally, a lot of, with my clients, as pregnancy goes on, I typically keep a lot of plank variations in, but then we're starting to raise your plank essentially. So maybe not on the floor, on your toes, maybe we're going to your knees and then maybe to a bench height. And then for some up to a table height, depending what is most effective for you to still engage and connect. So to know the planks aren't off the table, I find my clients and myself, like I, I continued them till the end. They felt good. I felt connected. Side planks are another great one too, that you can keep in. So if you're thinking of like traditional, uh, core type exercises, I like different types of planks to, to keep that feeling. Plus you're getting your upper body worked and everything too. So what about you, Jess, what types of variations do you like to use with your clients? Yeah, I love that. So I recently did a post on thinking about core exercises for pregnancy in almost four categories. And if I can remember them now, one was steady state, which I don't think people maybe think about too often in pregnancy, especially as we're thinking about strength training like this, because we think steady state running or more cardio stuff. But I love steady state exercises in pregnancy, like carries. So when you are holding a dumbbell or two dumbbells at your sides or by your shoulders or even overhead, and then say walking a distance and something like planks, as you're saying, Anita, things where you have to continue to breathe and train yourself to be able to continue to breathe, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale throughout the movement, throughout a held motion. I love that for people in pregnancy. It's such an interesting and unique challenge, especially as you get further into third trimester. Okay. So we had steady state. We had flexion 
an extension. So things like you're saying, like crunches and sit-ups, or even things like a mountain climber. If you can imagine going into the top of a push-up and then bringing one knee in and out towards the chest at a time. So things where you are getting some rounding and then some extending or straightening through the spine can be excellent for pregnancy. And again, not things that you need to be terrified of actually getting some rounding or some rib flaring, some chest opening in pregnancy can be wonderful. And then the third and fourth ones are rotation exercises and then anti-rotation exercises. So things where you are actually training your body to rotate. So to the side or from a low height, rotating outwards and then up or from rotating from a height and then down towards the hip or the floor. And then exercises that anti-rotation where are you stopping rotation so you're trying to hold and then you're going to have some tension that's trying to rotate you but you stop doing that so yeah there's just so many variations that you can use and they can all be excellent to include yeah I love how you broke that down and you think to going back to what we were talking about in an earlier tip like the steady state you brought up about carrying And breathing, because I find it's a lot of retraining that postpartum. You're carrying this baby around your house, right? Um, Or if you have other children and you're carrying them in pregnancy or after, like this is training you for day-to-day life as well. I love those options. Um, And then also rotation. There's a lot of fear around rotation. There was, I'm still not totally sure where it came from, this idea of like, do not rotate in pregnancy, But like you rotate all the time through your day. It is impossible not to like if you're driving, checking your blind spot, like even like flushing the toilet, like anything where you're sitting and rotating, like we do it all the time. We do it standing. If you're in the kitchen or you're somewhere doing something and someone says something behind you, you don't like shuffle your feet to turn around. You're going to turn and look over your shoulder. So it just the rotation thing never made sense to me. And if anything, I, I find when people have been told that and they don't actually rotate, it actually can be contributing to aches and pains and stiffness. And it's not preparing your body for birth because you really need, like you said, flexion, extension, rotation, side bend of the spine. You want to keep that mobility uh, going into birth and then also postpartum. So I love how you brought that into then with the core as well. Um, And then the third tip we wanted to bring up was a reminder that it's not all about strengthening your core. To know that we need this balance, whether you're pregnant or not, is yes, we want strength in these muscles that feels good. And there's a lot of benefits, but we also want to release tension. If all we do is kind of hold almost with the pelvic floor, we talk about it all the time too. We want flexibility that if all you do is like hold and clench, whether it's your abs or your pelvic floor, that's not, uh, allowing your core to work as effectively as it needs to. It needs that relaxation. And I especially find in pregnancy that oftentimes things like round ligament area pain or pelvic girdle pain or rib pain, a lot of that has to do with tension. So you really want that balance of not just thinking of strengthening or activating. You also want to focus on uh, how to release. One of my favorite positions for pregnancy and 
If you're listening to this, I highly recommend trying it. If you have a birth ball, you could use it. If not, just use your couch or an ottoman or a chair. And if you kneel and lean forward, let your upper body rest, um, find a position that your chest is not feeling squished, um, especially in pregnancy. So find that kind of sweet spot and let your abdomen relax, let your low back relax. It feels absolutely amazing and is totally like safe and good to do for your core. I find helps with, like I said, round ligament type pain, pelvic pain, back pain, rib pain. And you'll find you can often get a deeper breath, especially as pregnancy goes on. Our diaphragm tends to kind of feel like it's being squished. I know, especially with my first with Pippa, I just felt like she was in my ribs all the time. So in terms of that position, I find you can get a much deeper breath and then it allows your abdomen to relax. Yeah. And I think that's so important to highlight because what I still hear from people and clients sometimes is that they felt like they just needed to hold their belly and their abs tight through pregnancy because they were told that would somehow prevent their diastasis from getting bigger or they're leaking. So they feel like they need to engage that pelvic floor and their abdominals all day, or they're having lower back pain. So again, they were told that their core was weak. So then they are engaging this tension all the time. And exactly like you're saying, it might just be exacerbating the issues and the discomforts. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so that wraps up our three tips. So just going through thinking of connecting to your deep core um, with your breath is kind of tip number one. Number two, modifying. So there may be some traditional core exercises that feel really awkward as pregnancy goes on, but there's a lot of different uh, options that we talked about modifications. And then third is a reminder that you don't want to just think of strengthening your core. You want to learn how to release that tension. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 